He's just got a backpack on. He's running away. And I'm like, dude, what a metaphor. He just puts what he can in his backpack and just <laughs> runs for it. Hey, this is Matt Cox. I'm here with Josh, America's lawyer. And we're going to be talking about FTX. And uh, let's see. Yeah, basically the indictment and, you know, and the basic concept of uh, innocent until proven guilty. And uh, Josh's take on the whole thing and uh, some of the new events that have taken place. So check this out. Listen, you know, I want to take this seriously. I really do. Uh, so FTX. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a serious, serious crime for a lot of people, right? When that much money goes missing, there, there are some victims out there. There's some people who lost a lot of money. Yeah. Have you ever invested in crypto? No, I, um, so I'm a little bit too old for crypto in my own mind. Like, I know there are people older than me who do it, but like, um, I got traditional ways of losing money and crypto ain't one of them. I like that. I just honestly, as much as people explain it to me, in the end, I keep saying, yeah, but it's not backed by anything. And they keep saying, no, no, but it, they try and explain it in such a way that tells me that, that it is backed by, that it has value, that it's backed by something kind of. And I'm like, yeah, but, but if I buy real estate, I can go there. Or if I buy stock, like there's, it's connected to a factory someplace. Yeah. It may, may be volatile, but it is tied to something. Something. And yeah. I hear you, man. But, I have a, uh, a brother-in-law who got a degree in electrical engineering. I use electricity. I'm very comfortable with the use of electricity. But every five or six years, I'll ask him, now explain to me one more time how electricity works and what's happening inside the wires. And he explains it to me. I'm like, that sounds like a crazy religion. It can't possibly be true. And I have the exact same feeling when people explain crypto. It, it, when they explain it, it's like this little ecosystem. And you're like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I kind of get it. Okay. Then that person leaves the room and I'm like, oh, I lost it. It's like, puff, it's gone. I, it, it's crazy. I'm, I'm not in. I'm yeah, anti-crypto. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. In, I'm just not in favor of, of it. Or I just don't, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. So I do think that we will have uh, e-currency, but it will be backed by a government. And we'll move that way maybe sooner than later. In fact, I, was, I made a joke about this. I don't know if I told you this, but I've, I have a video coming out on Friday on my channel about uh, SBF and F FTX. And one of the points that I make is he's going to go to prison for so long that if he ever does get out, we will probably all be using some government-backed crypto by the time he gets out. But he, he won't be a part of it. Um, I was, you know, it, okay. But yeah, I also, once again, I think that that, I, I also think that that a government backed crypto is like, it's like the dollar. Like it's not, we're not on the gold standard. It's really no. just saying, Hey, we're good for it, but it's the government. Yeah. You know? Like it, they, they are good for it in some way. Yeah. And because it's the currency that large corporations use including the banking system they need stability right. and it, it money is a little bit like a gentleman's agreement like there's there's no there there except that we all say there's there there yeah and yeah. so there is something there and it's just uh 
Man, it's not that way with, with crypto, which it doesn't have to mean that it's pyramidy and it doesn't have to mean that it's a scam. It 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 is gonna mean that it's volatile though. Yeah, well, it feels that way, but all right, so 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 FTX. So real quick, how I kind of gave a prediction that he's probably going to jail between 15 to 20 years. Um, if he, maybe if he pled guilty, now a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, it's, it's gotta be 125 or 100. And so I, I kind of thought, oh, and the only reason I think this is because he's not Bernie Madoff. He, it didn't start off as a, as a pyramid. I mean, I'm sorry, as a Ponzi scheme. You know, yeah. it, it got out of control. He's an idiot. And he made a bunch of bad mistakes and probably tried to cover for it. And it collapsed very, very quickly. And although it's a ton of money, I still think that if he goes in and pleads guilty, he, he might end up getting 15 to 20 years. Uh, some people are saying, oh, no, you know, he's going to get the whole, the max he can get. But if he goes in and works with them and says, look, I'm going to help try and recoup some of this money. Let's, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Although I understand his, his co-defendants are already cooperating. It's that ship has sailed. They, he could still make things easier for him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tend to agree with you. If your assessment is there's not going to be some long protracted trial at the end of this case. Right. I don't, I don't see that happening with his co-defendants having turned on him. Um, there's, there's not a lot for him to offer. I mean, his, his commitment to restitution to your point, uh, which he actually made a big show of it. I don't know if you picked that up at all, but he had I I don't know if it's a press conference or a press release or a tweet or whatever it was, but he basically gave the, um, the OJ Simpson speech, you know, post uh, acquittal for OJ, where he says, I'm, a, I'm committing the rest of my life to go find the killer or killers. Right. Well, he says, I'm I'm committing the rest of my life to find where all this money went and to get it back for the customers. Well, uh, you know, unbeknownst to us, <laughs> his his co-conspirators had already told the feds where the money went, which was that he the bankman knew where it went. Yeah, that's the shortest book ever written. Uh, <laughs> uh OJ Simpson's book, uh, My Search for the True Killers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, he's exhausted. He's looked on every golf course he can find, and no one has confessed to the crime. So it's, I don't know. Um, okay. Wait, so is, what, it, is it okay to make fun of OJ on this channel? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. I, I didn't actually know. know somebody who knows him who's like friends, <laughs> like can pick him up and he'll answer the phone. And he, I was like, uh, <laughs> um, he was a gifted running back. I'll say that. He was, you know, he was like, I, like I, listen, I say this all the time. Like I, I, it's like nowadays, if you disagree with one thing that somebody says, if they disagree with you, then they don't want anything to do with you. You know, I, yeah. I compartmentalize, you know, I was like, I was in prison. So you very quickly realize like, Hey, I like this guy. He's funny. He's fun to talk to. Don't lend him money. <laughs> um, you know, don't let it, you know, you, you very quickly, there's, you put people in certain categories, like he's good for this. He's good for that. This guy you can borrow from, you know, he's good about it. This guy will show up and, and beat you up if you don't get it from commissary in the, at, at the right time, you know, you, you very quickly compartmentalize. So, you know, I said this the other day, I said like Casey Anthony, you know, Casey Anthony, you remember 
Can't yeah, yeah, yeah. The mom down in your neck like, of the woods, right? She seemed like she'd be a lot of fun. Like I would date Casey Anthony. We're not going to have kids. She can't babysit. Like if she's like, hey, I was going to watch your sister's kids. I'd be like, Casey, you know, you can't watch, you know, but she seems like it'd be a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. Like, I, you know, uh, you're not describing forgiveness. You really are describing a type of psychosis. Maybe this compartmentalization is maybe a little bit extreme. I was going to say there's like guys at my gym that I like to play basketball with, but like, I'm not going to have them over for dinner and I'm definitely right. not going to loan my car to them. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 They're like, there were guys in prison that I, I love to play risk with, you know, but I don't want them living in my neighborhood. Yes. I don't want them knowing where I live. To be honest. <laughs> Like I've, I've met guys that are like, you know, Hey, yeah. And my girlfriend's like, Hey, you should have him on the podcast. And I'm like, eh, not the kind of guy you want to bring to the house. <laughs> you know, nice guy. He's great to talk to if you bump into him at the mall. Um, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> sorry, Sam Bankman. No, no. No, I mean, you're not wrong. It's like, uh, you know, there's a there's the guy that cuts the steaks at my grocery store. He actually does a really great job of it. I don't know anything else about him. And maybe that's for the best, because maybe I wouldn't want to get steak from him if I knew like what how he spent the other 160 hours of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, that's good. Yes. So. <laughs> what else? What about uh, Sam, so your take on Sam Bankman Freed? So um, he, I've I got I brought the indictment uh, with me today because I just want to talk through it and make sure we're talking about the same thing. This is, is these may sound familiar to you. I don't know, but you got conspiracy to commit wire fraud on customers. Did did you nail I, that one? I know it well. Not on customers, just commit, uh, just um, conspiracy to commit wire fraud. More more, you're a generalist. <laughs> okay. Uh, wire fraud on customers, right? So that's kind of the, the other side of the coin for, on the conspiracy. Then conspiracy to commit wire fraud on lenders and then wire fraud on lenders. So for you, these are these four charges would be dropped down into just two buckets, I guess. Yes. I have yeah. conspiracy to commit wire fraud, fraud and wire fraud. Yeah. Okay. Um, conspiracy to commit commodities fraud. That's that's not your neck of the woods. No, no. Yeah. Closest I got would be like bank fraud. I got I got bank fraud. Okay. So, okay. So he says, well, I see your bank fraud and I'll raise you uh, c uh, conspiracy to commit securities fraud. And also, oh, oh, yeah. But apparently he, well, I don't think he, they didn't charge him with securities fraud, just conspiracy. And then conspiracy to commit money laundering. Did you, did you get that one? Yes. Well, I just uh, got money laundering. Pardon? I just got money laundering. Oh, okay. You didn't work with anyone on that one? No, I I, I did that myself. I don't, a bit I, of a self-starter. Yeah. I don't like that. Doesn't play well with others. Um, and then uh, conspiracy to defraud the United States and violate the campaign finance laws. Now, I have conspiracy to commit wire fraud against the United States. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the first charge um, I ever got. Yeah, and then so so those are the eight counts of of his uh indictment. Uh I would say um the the 
the purest of the pure white collar. Like the, you can't actually get a more white collar indictment than this, right? This yeah. is this is pretty highfalutin. Um, if you if you haven't been down this road before, um, the the a lot of these criminal indictments also contain a paracriminal um, count, which is the um, which is the forfeiture allegation. And uh, it's a little bit convoluted, but the uh, the U.S. attorney in this instance will lay the framework for starting a civil forfeiture action against the money or value or property that you acquired through the means of the alleged uh, uh, criminal acts and criminal conspiracies. It doesn't uh, play itself out inside the criminal action but they they um it's like the teaser or the trailer for a movie they 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 stick it in there and then they start a civil action once they actually have uh money that they've identified that they are ready to go after and in his indictment they don't say we've got our eye on this account or that account or you know this basket of gold or whatever they just say they're we will we will go seek forfeiture of his uh, ill-gotten uh, gains, Alle- allegedly ill-gotten gains, right? Right. Okay. He's allegedly, innocent until proven guilty. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, we can still. Yeah, why not say allegedly? Yeah. So I, I like to uh, chuckle a little bit when, um, especially journalists, are they're very careful to talk about. Uh, uh, alleged this and alleged that, right? They don't want to defame anyone, which that's great. Um, but uh, sometimes we misapply the alleged uh, uh, angle. So let's say you have a, a a murder victim, and the 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 journalist will say, um, you know, he was uh, allegedly murdered by Don Cook uh, or whatever the guy's name is. Um, and well, I guess that could be a woman's name too. But he's allegedly murdered by by Don Cook. And then later in the article, uh, they call him the, the alleged victim. The guy that's definitely murdered, he's an alleged victim. Well, he's not. I mean, he's dead. He, you know, he has bullet holes. He's a victim by somebody. Yeah, he's, he's a victim by somebody. Yeah. Um, no, so like to your point earlier, um, his maximum charge is uh, uh uh i'm sorry his maximum sentence totals to 115 years uh he's 30 years old uh it just based on the size of his hair i would say he's healthy i don't think without good nutrition you can grow a head of hair like that um but i don't think you can live to be 145 no well he'll get gain time he'll get 15 percent off for gain time and he might get the drug program. You get a year off for that. He'll probably get a year halfway house. So, okay. so we're making progress. One thirty. <laughs> um, but but actually, in your experience, what what is a um, like? Let's say he pleads, right? And he says, "Yeah, I'm going to cop to everything. I don't want to. I don't want to hide anymore. Let's get down to business. How, how much time you guys got to give me? What's he going to get out of?" out of 115 it's it's way less right like closer to 50 or 40 or 30 well i would think they would give him he he would accept like 
he would accept 20, like I would think they would offer him like 20 years. You take a plea, you help us recoup funds, you help us explain the whole situation. Maybe there are people he can he can, he can cooperate against. I think probably he could probably just get the, the max of, of 20, you know, just to, because otherwise he could drag out a trial for months and months and months. I mean, I, in my experience, there are times when someone's facing a bunch of time and yeah. the, <laughs> and the, the prosecutor will offer them something, you know, whatever they say 30 years. And it's like, okay, like they're wanting me to admit to all of these things. But if I go to trial, I can mitigate my, you know, I can mitigate my role and maybe I can get less than that. I know I'm guilty. I'm going to be found guilty, but I'll, I'll focus on, I only did this. I only did that. I didn't do this. And I could prove that in, in the court. So yeah. you're not, you're not pleading guilty, but when you actually make your factual presentation to the jury, which you're going to need to do on the stand, you're going to cop to some of it. Uh, yeah. I'm saying that sometimes that's the fact that they'll do it just because they're like, look, I'm, they're offering me 30. But if I do, if I can get rid of a couple of these, I can get it down to 15 or 20. So sometimes, for instance, Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. Like, like, let's, let's face it. The, the thing about the reason these two remind me of one another is that I don't believe that either one of them started out thinking this is a complete fraud. I'm going to take a bunch of money. Like Elizabeth Holmes apparently convinced the jury that she had, she had noble intentions. She believed she could pull it off. She believed that, that the technology could be created and it was out there. She faked it till she made it, but it was never her intention to commit a complete fraud. And I believe that Sam Bankman Freed is in that same category as opposed to Bernie Madoff, who was always a Ponzi scheme. It was always a fraud. Madoff was never real even at the beginning? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think I think if it was, no, I think if, at the, if, if it was, it was for a very short period of time. So first of all, uh, I want to ask your permission before I do my Elizabeth Holmes impersonation. May, may I? Sure. Matt, I really appreciate you saying that I have good intentions at the beginning. Okay, that's all I got. You know, do you, do you not? Do you disagree? No. So I saw an interview uh, with one of her Stanford professors. Who, you know, um, she has a great mythology, right? Like that's one of the reasons that people bought into her. They wanted to believe her. It's like, well, here's this attractive young lady. She's so smart. She's so well-spoken and she has this story of, you know, wanting to drop out of Stanford and change the world and make, make medical care cheaper for everyone, right? right? That's like something you can really latch onto. I get it. Steve Jobs. She wants yeah. to Yeah. And yeah. And she even like dressed up with the shirts and stuff. Right. <laughs> um, she's about to drop out. She's talking to a, like a biochemistry professor or maybe it's an, an MD at Stanford and she tells uh, them, uh, so the goal here, I'm going to drop out and do this, uh, a prick of blood, and we're going to run all these tests. And she, she, she told her at the time, uh, that can't work because we're, the tests are not theoretical. You actually use the material from the drop of blood, like you use it up in a test, and you can't do any more tests. And I, I, 
I really, I know where you're coming from, where you want to say that people have good intentions. You can harmonize those things. You can say, okay, um, an expert who truly knew told her it can't be done. And she just said, well, this is my Disney moment. You got to believe I'm, miracles happen. If I can get the funding, we'll figure out a way to make it happen. Right? Right. And then um, kind of uh, trouble begets trouble, right? And you, once you get on the path, you may find that you need to stay on the path because the only off-ramp involves an encounter with, with uh, law enforcement, right? Right. Um, and so you just play it out as long as you can. But those stories, uh, in her case, of uh, them getting the samples, <laughs> sending them off to traditional labs to have the test work done, getting them back, and then presenting them as their own, that doesn't answer your issue because your issue was it could have started out innocently enough. Right. Um, but th that that fraud was real. But she didn't get that much time. But that was that was way down the line. Yes, like it was, was way down the line. Listen, and, and I admittedly, by that point, she knew. You know, by that point, but by that point, she's probably just holding out hope. Can we just hold out long enough? Maybe we can, you know, at that point, she's probably just too deep into it. She knows she's done. But she obviously okay. convinced the jury that it wasn't a fraud from the very beginning. It, it, it became a fraud, but it, it, she had she had the correct intention. So it wasn't a scam from the very beginning. And she didn't get that much time. Like, I think no. she deserved 20 years. Yeah. I so mean, who doesn't? If, if she doesn't, who does? <laughs> okay. So uh, SBF is uh, oh, sitting over in the corner saying, ah, hopefully not me, because he actually can uh, paint a narrative where it was um, the first mistake was so stupid, but it was an innocent mistake and it got out of hand. And here it is. You ready? Um, they have all this cash inside of FTX and it's not doing anything. And they don't need it because crypto hasn't crashed. So it's just sitting there. Alameda makes a bad investment. Alameda has liquidity problems and they say, well, um, we, we, have, we have so much cash at FTX and the only way we would ever not have what we need would be like if crypto just completely crashed and that will never happen. That's and you're insane. telling us you only need a few million dollars. So we will seed you right now. We're just gonna, uh, it's just off the books. We're just gonna move a little money over there. Your next move will be great. You'll bounce back. You'll give us the money back and then everything's fine. No one ever knew and it's fine, right? Seems very reasonable. No, I know. It, yeah, it's reasonable. But isn't that like, un unless he started out with an intent to defraud, which if he did, he did that very poorly. Isn't that likely how it started? Yes. Okay. So that is something that if I'm his lawyer, I'm like, well, you know, I could probably take you to a jury with that. He's been known to cure insecurity just with his laugh. His organ donation card lists his charisma. His smile is so contagious. Vaccines have been created for it. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crime, but when I do, it's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. Right. Right. I, I, 
yes, I messed up, but I want you to know I didn't mean to do it. And once I did it, and then the next, and then that Alameda investment went bad, they need a little more money. Da, 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 and then the F, the crypto price starts to go down. And well, that that's how most of these hedge funds, you know, um, what is his name? Sam Israel ran a hedge fund. I think it was was it bio investment or you know bio yeah like the, um from new orleans or something anyway hey google that i want to know who that was yeah i know i know what you're talking about yeah yeah keep going. his he just you know he had a bad month and he thought okay i made a mistake we lost a little bit of money but i if i tell my investors then you know if i tell my investors that i had a bad month they're going to pull out so i'm going to tell them we made a little bit of money and it collapses. Right. Well, and then then the next month he had a, a bad month. What is it? Well, now he's already forged the monthly statements. So he forges the next one. He tries to borrow more money. He has another bad month. And then he maybe has a good month or a break-even month. Then he has another bad month. Before you know it, he's so deep in it, it becomes a Ponzi. You know, he thought, I'll break the law this one time, but I'll fix it. Well, when he wasn't yes. able to fix it, it just compiled. And next thing you know, it collapses. And, you know, so to me, that's like, did you make a mistake? Did you break the law? Absolutely. But that's different than, than someone like me going in and saying, I'm hey, going to build an enterprise. I'm going to, I'm going to create a complete, uh, you know, a complete long con and I'm going to get everybody to invest and I'm going to walk away with $300 million. And there was never any trades. And I'm forging all the bank statements and all the monthly trading statements and everything else. And I'm going to walk away with $300 million. Like that is a guy that deserves the maximum. Like you can pile up the charges on that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It was the the Bayou or Bio hedge fund. Where I live, we call it a Bayou. But I think some people say Bio. I don't know. No, by um, you, no, by you. You're, you're right. I mispronounced it. A few years back, now it's probably been oh, five years, maybe. Uh, a lawyer in my home city got arrested for he took uh, uh, over four hundred thousand dollars from his client trust account, mm. and I thought well, that's really odd. Like, who thinks they're going to get away with that, right? I I read the. Uh, uh, the charge, I think he had, it was in federal court because they ended up charging him with um, some kind of wire fraud conspiracy in connection with an email that he wrote, okay? And um, the, in, the indictment explains that um, like the first month he borrowed, or not borrowed, took $2,000 uh, out of the trust account. Uh, comes back a month later, takes $500. Uh, three months later, Takes $5,000. Well, over the course of a few years, between $500 and $5,000 over and over and over until all the money's gone. Well, he wouldn't have set out to do that, right? Because if you're going to do that, you would just take the money early on. Um, and I think it's one of those things like you're talking about where you think, well, I'm just going to, I just bend the rule a little bit. Um, I'll be fine. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't get that, that taking it a little bit at a time because 
you know, what's your long-term plan? How is he going to pay it back? I mean, I, that doesn't. Oh really yeah. So he's going to have a better month at his office and he'll just put the money back in that trust account. And no one will ever know. Yeah. To me, you know, I, I, if I'm going to go fraud, let's just wipe that whole account out. Let's just take it and go. Cause they're just going to catch up with you, but you'd be shocked how many, how many scams are out there? How many of these guys do this and it never catches up? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with attorneys. Oh, really? I mean, I, I, oh, absolutely. I definitely think so. Uh, a lot of yeah. the attorneys. So you, you can lie to your client and say, oh, uh, the judge ruled against us. We lost your case. In the meantime, you signed a settlement agreement for them. You got a million dollars and you spent it. Like, um, um, Michael Avenatti, Avenetti, uh, he's in the news for something like that, right? Not have you sure. seen have you seen his charges? Who is that? Oh, you'll remember this guy. He was this uh, bald, shaved-headed, uh, like kind of high-profile plaintiff's lawyer who represented Stormy Daniels and oh, his yeah. mission. Yes, you remember now. You remember yeah. now. His mission was to take down Donald Trump. Well, like he he was just a, a scam artist, according to these criminal allegations. Uh, and I, he may have already been convicted in one trial and he has other charges pending, but one of them was like this. He settles a case for a client and they're supposed to pay uh, like $2 million six months from, uh, the defendant's supposed to pay six $2 million six months from then. Um, the money comes in, you know what he tells his client? They never paid. Just like that, thought it was gonna be yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm writing them letters, I'm trying to get the money. Wow. Okay. But he already had the money. He was using it to cover losses somewhere else. And it's just a shell game where you're just moving stuff around. But if the music stops, which what is kind of what happened uh, in, in the real estate meltdown, right? The music stopped. You, you figure out who's got the assets and who doesn't. And this Bankman-Fried thing is the same. To your point, if crypto doesn't crash, if the Alameda investments go fine and they they give Alameda puts the money back into FTX, this, this never happens. Yeah. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Because to your point, just like that hedge fund you were talking about, where are the regulators? Where's the oversight? It's crypto. It's like it's like the wild, wild west. Yeah, I wonder. Listen, no, you know, I can't. I mean, that, this is out of the blue, but can you imagine the stress? Oh, <laughs> this guy's going to be like, like, what do I do? And there's nowhere he can go. Like, no. I, I, I got a bunch of people mentioning, like, I can't believe they gave him bond. Where's he going? He's not going anywhere. Like, this guy can't go anywhere. He's got to show up for court. He can only hurt himself by being out. So, um, I don't know. Uh, if you've seen this, but there's some footage of someone after things started going sideways, someone tried to interview him or confront him or something. And there, there's a shot of him running away with a backpack on. Have you seen this footage? No. no. Oh, uh, I I've bet Colby can find it and, um, and stick it into the video if he, if he wants. But 
there's this shot of him in a parking lot up against some apartment buildings. I think it's in uh, the Bahamas or wherever it was that he's living. He's just got a backpack on. He's running away. And I'm like, dude, what a metaphor. He just puts what he can in his backpack and just runs for it and hopes that he makes it. But I mean, they, I mean, yeah, to your point, he's, he's tied to the tracks. He is tied to the tracks. I think his only chance, I mean, he, he could have gone on the, on the run. He, I mean, not that he wouldn't be recognized, but I mean, if he were to go and get plastic surgery, that might help him a little bit. If he went to a South America somewhere, had a bunch of money, like I still think they would have caught up with him, shaved his head, lost some weight, got a nose were, job. Were you ever in a situation? I really think honestly, just shaving the head would be enough because no one's ever looked at his face. No, they just look at his hair. They're like, oh yeah, that's the puffy haired guy. Um, were you ever in a situation where you were like, ah, I got to go somewhere where there's no extradition? You know, I, the, here, here's the problem with me is that I, I'm extremely arrogant. I know you don't see that. I know, I know that so far you think, no, he seems like a humble guy. But uh, believe it or not, you know, I was much worse before. So, uh, yeah, I, I genuinely thought that I was never going to get caught. And, and okay. so I stayed, I stayed in the United States because I had multiple passports. I had driver's licenses. In For real? Oh, yeah. You were, one, you were that guy. Oh, listen, I've had, I've had two dozen passports in different names. I've had 27 driver's licenses and state IDs from seven different states. What, so, with different names and stuff. Oh, yeah. All legitimate, all issued by the state, all issued either the passports were obviously issued by the State Department and the local state DMVs. I've had I've had um, I've had driver's licenses in, you know, in in Florida, in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Alabama, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, You're an SEC criminal. You're a Southeast Conference. So and listen, I, I got I would get I would get. I've been pulled over and gotten traffic tickets. Like I, I got so many traffic tickets in one guy's name. I thought I was going to lose his license. So I went to traffic school as him. <laughs> so he wouldn't lose his, his, lose his license. You know, I had Dude, two cars. Is that for real? Yeah. I had two wow. cars in his name. Uh, I, had a, I had an apartment in his name. Like I can't lose this guy's license. Wait, is that so he wouldn't lose his license or so you wouldn't lose his license oh, that you were using? Yeah. So I wouldn't. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Like, then what am I going to do? I mean, I'm, I've got a bunch of vehicles. Uh, so, but yeah, you did all this before social media. So you were never like, uh, tempted to like get, be drunk and like post some pictures of you with all your passports. No, no. Okay. No, I, I believe you. I was on the run for three years. I, and I, and I got, I got a no, I got a nose job. I had a facelift, uh, what's called a mini facelift, liposuction, two hair transplants, I mean, I desperately was trying to not get recognized. Still ended up getting caught. Huh? Three. What? Um, what? From when you were on the run, what? Uh, for the for the, at the beginning of that three years, did your daily stress level go down as time passed, or did it go up because you're like, well, obviously, I'm going to get caught eventually. No, I, I genuinely didn't think I was going to get caught. I, 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 it actually, I mean, I wasn't stressed at all, but I had, 
I had documentation. Like I, I had, you know, I had IDs, I had passports. So if a, the police pulled me over. I didn't think the cop was going to recognize me. You okay. Know, like I'm just handing my driver's license and he comes back with a ticket and that's it. And I sign it. Thanks. No problem. And I leave. I mean, I'm not stupid. I'm not driving around in a stolen vehicle with a broken taillight and a, and a body in the trunk. I mean, it's the cars in my name. It's got full coverage insurance. You know, it, I, I, it's in the name that I'm, that I have a driver's license in. It's a valid driver's license, but Sam Bateman freed his picture would be everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. His picture would be everywhere. Number one. And number two, wasn't he a little bit, uh, of a celebrity even before, uh, in crypto Things went bad for him you mean in crypto yeah in, in the crypto community he was he was huge yeah well i mean the crypto community is a lot of people right right, right. Yeah. yeah he would have needed some major plastic surgery and had to go no somewhere it, even still if it had if he, he could lay low for a couple of years the big problem with being on the run is that you know you're lonely you're starting over it's you know, you want to reach out to your family. You want to reach out to your friends. You want to know what's going on. You want, so you have to be able to, you have to be able to pick up, move, cut ties with everybody and, and reinsert yourself into a community and start up your entire life again and never look back. And that's difficult to do. Yeah. Um, I, I watched a video recently about the guys who, um, for years, people thought maybe they escaped from Alcatraz and, you know, FBI said, no, they didn't. But then some facial recognition technology in 2014 said, yeah, this picture of these guys from the seventies, uh, this was them kind of as I, as it was presented was, yeah, these guys got out and, um, the law enforcement were sitting on their parents for, it was two brothers. They were sitting on their parents the rest of their lives. And they never came and saw him. Never, they never connected yeah. with the parents. You know, th that's the problem. So here's the problem. Here's the issue. When people say, oh, like, the, did you ever, like, I only saw the movie. I, I'm sure there's a book, but Escape from New York. I'm sorry, Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. D didn't see it. So, you know, I believe it's three or four guys escape. Yeah, there were four guys trying and three of them made it. Okay. Well, you know, and and they were never picked up and never seen again. And everybody likes to say, oh, they made it. And of course, the police and, you know, the marshals and everybody say, no, they drowned trying to escape. I think they drowned. Here's why. Like, these guys were career criminals. Do you think that they were going to get out, go get a job at a factory? Like, first of all, they're getting out with nothing. Did they go to their families? Their families probably would have given them up or at least said, yes, they were here instead. So they, they would have had to have gotten out, had a support system, been able to re reinsert themselves into society, needed identification, and then never started from scratch and never committed a crime again. Three of them. That's just not, I just don't see that being possible. Yeah. So, uh, there was a, one of the three guys, uh, contacted the FBI and said, I've got cancer. I'm 85. I'm the guy who did, who escaped. I, I really need to get this. medical treatment. Uh, can we work out a deal? I have to see this. 
Yeah, I, I'll send you a link to it. It's a good. It's a good video. You know, it's not. It's not conclusive. The the maker of it's not swearing. This is what happened. But m- most probably, uh, this photo of these t- of the brothers from Brazil in the mid seventies, which would be like you know fifteen years later. Uh, the the computer says this is these guys, but fifteen years older. It's fascinating. And, and these are some of the guys that escaped from. I mean, or, that's how they, they present it. I would love to see that. I'd yeah, love to see that. I've I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, maybe uh, maybe we put a link in the in the description of this video. Anybody yeah. can watch it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like DB Cooper. Like, what happened to DB Cooper? Dude, the easiest explanation is usually the right one, right? Right. And uh, so it's probably unti- untimely ends f- for most people. Yeah. So what what were the other charges on the indictment? This is we're all over the place. What was the <laughs> other um <laughs> what was the other indictment on uh FTX? I mean, what, um, I mean sorry, what were the other so- charges? So apparently they they want to charge him separately for and not want to. They have charged him separately for uh defrauding the lenders and defrauding the customers. Um and I I haven't looked into it, but my guess is if we go back in time 15 years or so, we'll see that they um they changed those criminal statutes to uh bifurcate uh those charges so that it's not just the generic one that you got, which is the conspiracy to commit wire fraud, um, because they want to be able to prove different things, probably to make it easier uh, to to win one or the other type of case for the prosecutor. And then, you know, you you would hope if you're just a regular guy living out on the street that the there's an enhancement for the the um punishment for defrauding customers right because those are the people who generally can't afford to be defrauded whereas the lenders you know i mean no one should defraud lenders but <laughs> i mean the, the lenders are operating at a, a pretty nice profit most of the time um i mean obviously there's enhancements for the amount of victims and the, the dollar amount you know, and vulnerable victims or were they vulnerable victims? You know, uh, yeah. if you're investing in crypto, you're probably probably not a vulnerable victim. And whether or not he was they targeted uh, targeted those those uh, customers or not. I don't his, think those guys were targeted. his indictment is just as plain and like uh, uninspiring read. Like it's 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 really boring. It just kind of recites the sections of the code. Um, if there's like something to enjoy about the indictment is that they AKA him. They're like Samuel Bankman Freed, AKA SBF, yeah, which yeah. like, there's no legal reason to do that. His his name is not SBF. His name is Samuel Bankman Freed. And it, it, if knowing what I know about how lawyers think, uh, this is the US attorney just having a little fun, like, because the fact that he's known by by his initials it's, it's kind of hilarious. Um, they, even, they even put it in the style of the case. I don't know if you'll be able to see it on here, but it says Samuel Bankman Freed, AKA SBF. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's his brand, right? And he had a, 
a narrative that he was out there promoting that he was, you know, the, the, this wizard of crypto and, uh, whoo, it wasn't all that apparently. What, what do you think, what do you think his, his, uh, co his ex-girlfriend, the uh, co-conspirator and the, the other co, what do you think they end up with? Ooh, um, man. So uh, as you know, I haven't represented uh, a, a defendant in a criminal case in a really long time. It's not my area. I'm a civil litigation guy. Um, but I just think it can't be more than like five or eight years. Like it's a very big fraud, but they help they help bring it down. What What do you think? You're the guy. You're, you're supposed to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think five, five or six years, you know, it, I mean, you know, there has to be, all, you know, there, an, an incentive for people to come in. So if they came in and said, you know what, you were still a huge part of this, you're going to get 20 years, and we're going to knock off five for your cooperation, you'll get 15 years, then it's like, oh, my God, like, there, there was no, there was no huge benefit there. So I think giving them five years and they're out in what, two and a half, two, two and a half. Yeah. If, if I'm their lawyer, I'm saying, look, I get it. You, you charged us with all these crimes. Look, it's one crime, right? We found, you found a bunch of statutes that we violated, but it was one cohesive, coherent scheme, which is that we were, you know, moving money out of customers accounts and, wasting it on things that we shouldn't have done it on. Um, it, it's, it's not, it isn't all these, I mean, legally it's all these counts, but it's not like, um, it's not a crime spree in the same sense that like you didn't go to one address and punch somebody and then drive across town and knife somebody and then wait three weeks, drive a hundred miles and shoot somebody. It's, it's not like that. It was, it was one little ecosystem of really stupid, illegal, bad decisions. And then the, because the way the code is written, they're able to charge it eight ways. And so to your point, Elizabeth Holmes fought tooth and nail, never admitted any fault. And she only got 11 years, right? That's how, yeah. I, I like and it. she didn't flip on anybody. She didn't give them anything. Uh, so, she did cry the victim. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, that was part of her defense also, not just uh, for sentencing, right? Yeah. She, yeah. She, she was manipulated by Sonny the entire time. Uh, the the mean older boyfriend that, you know, she was in danger. She was scared. She was, stop, stop. You got full-time bodyguards. The guy wasn't even there half the time. Yeah. And so, um, like you were saying, she she never... She never flipped on anyone. She never helped out. She never took accountability. She offered the U.S. attorneys nothing. And the number two and number three people in the SBF's fraud, they they handed them, they handed the feds SBF on a silver platter or a wooden coffin or whatever you want him to be served up on. May, maybe it's less than five years. Yeah, that's I, that's possible, but... Nah, I, I, anyway, I, I'm going to go with five years, but whatever. We'll see. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's three. Maybe it's four.
Yeah. So look, whatever, whatever they get, if they get five, they're going to do four on five. They're going to get a year off. They're going to say they had a drug problem. They clearly do. They have, there's lots of drugs involved. They're going to get a year off for the, what the RDAP program. If they can pass it that, you know, now we're down to three, they're going to get six months to a year halfway house. I mean, my God, that you're, you're there for two years. It's almost not worth unpacking. <laughs> I mean, two years they're they're in a halfway house you know they've written their their memoir during that time i mean it's you know uh they'll get out and be on a speaking tour they'll and do then ethics and fraud people, ethics and fraud tour yeah uh and uh like you have said uh if they if they forgive if they repent if they apologize seek forgiveness america's just going to be like yeah sure Right. This is the land of second chances. Oh, I think they're they'll be in a in a very real way. They'll have a little following. They'll they'll almost be celebrities to some people. I don't know how. Yeah. You, how, yeah. I'm not sure how you could knock them. Um, you know, if they go in there, and listen, prison is, it is a great equalizer. You know, you, they will be next to people that grew up in the projects, that never had a chance, mm -hmm. and that that had that were prostituted and molested and just you know just had horrible upbringings never had a chance and hopefully they get real real humble and real appreciative of what they have and they come out with a vastly different attitude and honestly at two or two or three years will do that to you you don't need yeah. 10 two or three years will do that hopefully that's what happens with you know, Sam Bankman Fried and he goes in and the same thing. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it could, maybe prison could be a good experience for him. Can I ask you a, qu a question about your, your experience? Sure. Um, I, my assumption is that there's a certain type of person where any meaningful time in prison is going to um, give them the opportunity to, to turn themselves around and say, you know what? I was wrong before. Uh, I'm going to get on the right track now. And it's real. And yeah, it might, yeah. might be a year or whatever, two years, might be less. I don't know. Then there's another type of person. It doesn't matter how long they're in there. There's not, they're, they're not going to have that moment. Yes, absolutely. That's probably 95% of the population won't, they just won't have that moment. They won't, you know, if they do, it's maybe it's fleeting. You know, they get out, things get hard. They go right back to what they know. Yeah. So is there a... Um, is there a, a meaningful way for the people who are evaluating early release, parole, um, the the extra credit uh, items that you talked about earlier? Is there is there a meaningful way for those people to interact with the inmate to figure out reliably? Yeah, we got someone who's on the right path now. I mean, so you know, there there is a program like I mentioned called RDAP. And it, it's, you know, it's supposed to be the residential uh, drug, you know, is it drug addiction, um, drug addiction program or drug, I don't know, whatever. It's some kind of drug program. But the truth is, it, really, drugs have nothing to do with it. It's more of a, a uh, behavior modification program. Okay. And in that program, you know, you, you have to go through a series of, of there's different, you know, stages of the program. And 
I think during that process, you definitely learn a lot about yourself. And I'm sure that the the people, the doctor that was in charge of the program I, w- I was a part of, she was very good. I mean, people would come in and they would be great and they would be wonderful. And she would say, and you know, you would see a guy that was sailing through the program. He was doing all the right things. And she would tell you he'll be back in prison in a, in, within three years. And you're just like, why? And she's going, well, he's faking it. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly what I was asking. Like if there's an interaction that where there's a pretty high degree of confidence about this, this guy has, has it figured out and has it turned around or this guy doesn't. Yeah. It, well, listen, she could, and she could call it. She'd see somebody else and she'd go, he's actually going through something. This guy has a chance of getting out and never reoffending. Oh, and wow. It, you know, she was really good at it. And I, I genuinely think, um, I genuinely think she was amazing at it. She was, she was, she was really, really good. Super, you know, she was also super arrogant, uh, but very smart, very smart. Uh, and it's funny. Uh, it's, I used to say, because she was attractive, but I, I used to say, listen, you know, she's a six, but the moment she starts talking, she becomes a nine. Like she was just so overwhelmingly brilliant. She was, it was, you were taken in by her. There is a... There's something about people who are good at their craft or their vocation or their profession, which is inspiring. Like, uh, even if it's like watching somebody change the oil in, on your car and they're they're good at it, and you can tell they're good at it. Or, um, you know, when you get your hair cut, it's like it's it's in, it's inspiring to see people who are actually good at the thing that they're doing. They're not just going through the motions. They're like. They, they really get it. I love seeing that. And it really doesn't matter what the work is. So if you see it in a counselor or, or um, you know, the guy mowing your lawn, running a weed eater, whatever. I love it. I, I love excellence in however you see it in whatever profession. Yeah, she, she, was, she was good. Listen, a lot of the, they, they had, they called them drug treatment specialists. You know, what's funny about that is that we almost, in that program, you almost never talk about drugs. It was almost never about drugs. You never, it was all about, you know, rational self-analysis. It was about, um, you know, it, it was about, you know, evaluating your decisions. It was what's behind that decision, what's important, what's not, you know, it was, all, it, was it was a, it was a great class. I don't think anybody that went through that, you couldn't go through that course without learning a lot. And the recidivism rate for people that pass that course is half of what a normal inmate that got out was. And I think a course like that, you definitely, definitely could determine who's probably coming back and who's not coming back to a fairly good certainty. Uh, the problem is, of course, the course is expensive. And uh, oh, um, are, they, are the inmates paying for it? No, oh. no, the government's paying for it. But oh, in the end, they just can't put everyone in it. Right, right. Yeah. It would be great okay. if they could. I used to always say, listen, you shouldn't be allowed to leave prison until you pass this course. Yeah. Like, I, I just thought it was it was an amazing, it was it was amazing to see these guys. And look, but the, the truth is, some things you just can't, you know, you're taking a lot of these guys, you're putting them right back in the same environment. And everybody in that environment doesn't want to see them succeed. You know, you know, there's one person that wants to see you succeed, and that's your mother. Um, and, and all your buddies don't want to see you get out and then you're embarrassed. Where do you work? You got to go work at McDonald's. You have to be embarrassed. You're, you're embarrassed and your yeah. friends, 
you know, they mock you instead of saying, Hey, you're doing the right thing and helping you. And, you know, I, I so I, I just think it's just such a horrible cycle that I don't know how to break that without breaking the budget. Uh, so, uh, a lot of people in society frame drugs as a problem. Uh, then there's some people who say, no, drugs are a symptom. People are using drugs because they have other things going on that they're, they're trying to get away from other problems that are, you know, more in their life, in their mind, you know, in their soul. Uh, and it sounds like this program t tended more towards treating the problem behind the drugs. Absolutely. And I, yeah. everything you just said is, I, I think is absolutely true. Like, you know, listen, I've met guys that if they'd been born into any other environment would be CEOs or, you know, or they would be, they'd be running their own business. But the problem is everybody, you know, that's successful in your neighborhood is a drug dealer. Yeah. Nobody's there to teach you how to run a business. Nobody's there to, and I'm not saying people don't escape. Some people escape. But most of them don't. Yeah. And a lot of times, by the time they do get their shit together, now you're 35 years old. You got out of prison. You've got multiple felonies. Hell, it's hard to just get a job, let alone try and start your own business or start over. Unless, and I'm just throwing this out there, you go get a YouTube account and you start posting podcasts about your experiences in prison. That's true. But it's true. But I work, I actually, there's the thing about that is I actually worked like the whole time I was in prison. I mean, I was writing. Yeah. I was, I was setting myself up for my second act, a second act that I didn't think was going to happen. What I thought was, I don't know how this became about me, but what I thought it's my fault. Um, I was okay. <laughs> what I thought was I'll get out and I'll continue to write. And I'll stay in someone's spare room and I'll slowly scrape together some money and maybe someday I can buy a house and maybe, 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 but I would be happy just being able to turn the, t have my own TV to be able to get a, have a vehicle and go to work and come back and be able to eat, pick what I want to eat tonight. I get to pick pizza tonight. You know, yeah, you're, you're describing, things. you're describing a place of like, um, gut-wrenching humility right oh, absolutely no one owes you anything you're not entitled to anything and you're gonna get out and you're gonna do what you can to take back control of what's left of your life absolutely i mean that actually is inspiring and if you think that like you can joke and say oh well matt cox is my favorite subject ha 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 like your story is interesting like it actually is yeah, no, and I, I, I hope that a lot of people can can latch onto it without having to do the crime or the time and just say, look, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to try to make what I can out of my situation, which is really what life asks of everyone all the yeah. time. Yeah, um, well, it's funny. I had a, a friend I used to I used to buy a granola bars. And I used to keep them in my car because when you pull up to, you know, you pull up to a, uh, where are you? I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, okay. You could probably do that. You know, sometimes you pull up to a light and every once in a while, there'll be like a homeless guy there. Yeah. Cause like in California, you know, you'd get, if you rolled your window down, they, they just take your vehicle. They just swarm in there. But, but here in Florida, like every once in a while, there's a homeless guy. There's not a lot of homeless. 
But so I would have granola bars and I would pull up and, you know, if the light, if the guy's walking around, I roll the window down, I'd give him like a granola bar or, gla- or a thing of water or something. And I'd roll it up. And I had a friend of mine one time who said, why do you, what, what's with the granola bars? And I used to say, you know, I give them the homeless guys and they would go, bro, like, wow, that's why. And I'd said, because listen, said, I'm too fi- bad financial decisions away from being that guy. And I said, yeah. and that, you know, and that, that's just the truth. Like, you know, especially when I was in the halfway house, if things hadn't gone right, I would have been that guy. Man. Yeah. So, well, yeah. that's the way we need to be. Right. Um, yeah. Listen, I was very happy. I, I'm, I'm so happy right now. I'm happy, happier now than I've ever been in my life. Old so, man starting. Yeah, you can go find people whose lives are way better than yours. They've yeah. had less bad stuff happen to them. They've got more good stuff happening to them. And you can feel as bad about yourself as you want to. You actually can. Yeah. Um, but man, our lives are the stories that we tell ourselves about our lives. And if you tell yourself, I'm this guy who's going to help someone who's hurting, and I'm going to do the best I can with what I have to make something of myself and try to help others, that actually is who you're going to become. And you're going to end up writing the story that you want to be true about your life. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Things are good. That's awesome. (laughs) Things are good. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a fancy lawyer, you know, living in Arkansas or, or, you know, I'm not, but. And, and you're not out there scrapping showing up on people's podcasts saying, Hey, I've got an SBF video coming out on Friday, January. What is the date of that? 13th, you know, make sure you watch it at 3 PM central time. You're not doing that. You're not that guy, but I actually am that guy. I still go on guys podcasts. Okay. I still do that. Are you promoting my SBF video at three o'clock on, uh, on Friday? Absolutely. We're going to put the link in the description. Woo. Yeah. Send them over to my channel. You've had some big videos. Yeah, things like have been somebody, uh, things have been hopping for me the last couple months. For somebody who just started a YouTube channel, like you, you've gotten some some big view, especially for having so few subscribers. When you at the time, like what you're over ten thousand. What are you now? Uh, we're at fourteen thousand now, and we were at uh, two thousand back in September. But what has happened to me since I started my channel is um, guys have come by, rolled down the window, and handed me granola bars. That's all it takes. Yeah, they actually have. And I'm I'm eating those granola bars and I'm thankful for them and I'm just doing the best I can with it. Well, I mean, I think your channel will be, I, I've had uh, I've had other people that have YouTube channels, you know, um, that actually have had some big YouTube channels too. Uh, but yours, yours is already starting off. It's funny too, because there's a guy named Chad Marks who does like a, a prison channel. They call him- okay. They call them prison channels. Like I call mine, this is like a true crime channel, but they're prison channel. And they really just talk about prison. Whew. He started off a year ago and he's probably got 80 or 90,000 subscribers right now. That is fantastic. Who needs to subscribe to him is all the parents out there whose kids are on the wrong path and they go make them watch the videos. Got to write an outline or an essay. What did I learn in today's video? It's a whole scared straight series. I love it's it. Horrible. I, yeah. I can't even watch those videos. They're, well, you don't all... need to. You learned all you want to learn, right? No. Yeah, I'm good. I'm. 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 I'm good. 
So what what do you think? How much time do you think he gets? Um, I think that there are um, political ramifications for his sentencing because of his campaign finance crimes. That uh, uh, sorry, whoa, whoa, alleged, whoa, whoa, almost defamed him. Alleged campaign finance crimes. Oh, and also, if you're watching this video, everything I said was alleged. Nothing's been proven. He's innocent until proven guilty, but alleged, alleged, alleged. That present some very real problems for him. The the campaign finance stuff does. It's a layer that um, that could complicate his situation. Um, I, I'm gonna go crazy. And I'm going to say 35, and you'll probably take the under if I do that. 35. Yeah. 35. I think between 15 and 20. I mean, I could be wrong, but 15 and 20. But Oh, so you? I just took your two estimates and added them together and said yeah. that'll be my estimate. Wow. So you think the campaign uh, uh, contributions, you think that that's a, a real issue? So here's what I think. I think that there's not the political will to uh, regulate crypto right now, that the Justice Department is going to use this as an opportunity to say, hey, we might not be able to get laws passed that provide the regulation for crypto that we would like. You know, we like big government. We like lots of law enforcement. We want us all up in your business all the time. We can't get that done right now. We are going to make a flaming hot example of this dude because we don't have that regulation out there. We just want to scare the daylights out of anyone who might go down the path that uh, that SBF went down and and make an example of him. That that would be my concern if if I were him. Okay, that's that's my hot take, man. Yeah. You know, one more thing is I have a lot of people that say, you know, that all the political and this, this kills me too, because, um, because I, I know people that have donated. I mean, I've, I've donated to political campaigns. I've had to shoot, to be honest with you, I, I bribed a politician, helped get him elected, bribed him. He was going to rezone like a hundred properties of mine. Um, so I mean, I, I, you know, not to the degree that Sam Bankman Freed did, but still. Um, and so I, I've also talked to a guy who his name is uh, um, Brett. Oh, gosh, Brett. I forget his last name. Oh, Cassidy, Brett Cassidy. He donated his company donated tons of money to uh, various senators. And I talked to him about the uh, SBF thing because I had all these people in the comment section saying, Oh, he's donated so much money. He'll never do time. But, you know, Brett had the same opinion I had, which is all of those politicians that took that money are running from this guy at this point. They're not yeah. looking to help him. They're not trying to help him. Yeah. So you're, you want to be the, I'm trying to, I'm looking here to see who he mostly contributed to. You probably already know. Um, I mean, I know the bulk of it was to the Democratic Party, although okay, he also... Right. Okay, so it, the Democrats are in charge of the Department of Justice right now. And if there's a message from the top, it's um, create some space between us and him by burning him. Right. 
and and they want we want everyone to see the smoke go up so that no one thinks that you know we were trying to do him any favors right that's I, that'd be my concern yeah nobody's gonna stick their neck out for him like there are people that are like oh they're gonna make sure he doesn't do any time like that's not possible that ship has sailed that's never gonna happen he's done yeah. he's definitely gonna get it's just a matter of how much time and what he has to offer <laughs> if anything at this point i i know i <laughs> you're saying well, i'm saying maybe he maybe they say look we'd like you to help us with some of the internal things that happen so we don't have to go through all the paperwork and figure it out and maybe he knows more than the, his two his two co-defendants and he can contribute that's why i'm saying 15 to 20 you're saying they're not even given the opportunity he's getting 35 years I, that's my guess I, like i said i'm i'm a spectator in criminal uh litigation i don't know we'll see I'm yeah. a player. <laughs> <laughs> a baller, a gamer. Unfortunately. No, uh, yeah, you, you hung up your cleats. You hung yeah, up your I'm, cleats. I'm a, I'm a foot soldier, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm yeah. actually in the game. That's, yeah. Well, so, hey, if you like the video, do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell so you get notified of videos just like this. Also, leave me a comment in the comment section. Uh, I've been really bad about commenting because I we had a few bit videos that did really well and then just got blown up with with a comment. So it's just nearly impossible to really answer um, the even the bulk of them. Uh, but I definitely I have no doubt that uh, that they will drop dramatically here soon, and I'll be able to answer ninety five percent of them. Uh, also, I have Patreon, and I have written multiple books that are on Amazon and you can find all the links to the books and you can find the links to the Patreon in the description. Also, we're going to list all the, uh, all of the links that for anything that, uh, uh, that, uh, Josh and I talked about. Also, we're going to list, uh, we're going to link his channel, uh, put his, the link in the description and you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Thank you. See ya.